I die. Um, you're just in a room somewhere and a newspaper flies into a fan and there's just a tiny piece of paper from like a headline that says trains delayed multiple <laughs> hours. It's just Dell. <laughs> and it just lands softly. There's like a thing on, on, on Dell computers. <laughs> just, it, I'm like, how did it cut out the second L? Yes. Yeah. It's very impressive. specific. <laughs> trains delayed. The classic newspaper thing. <laughs> <laughs> This is Stop You Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies. I'm Delaney. I love movies. And I'm Natalie, and I don't. She really does not. And really, I don't like them. <laughs> Except she sure made me watch this specific movie kind of twice in the past 24 hours. I didn't think I'd get so invested in it, and then I did. Um, how this show works is that each of us brings in a movie. We alternate who chooses the movies. Um, and then we see how long it takes us discussing this movie until I move out of this apartment. <laughs> pretty much. That's, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> And just in case just the talking doesn't work, we also have too many games. So today's movie is the first Final Destination. Final Destination. Just called Final Destination. Not the Final Destination. Not the Final Destination. And sure not. They should have had the fifth one be Five Null Destination. (laughs) Is that the Final Destination? I think it might be. Well, they couldn't because it turned out to be a prequel the whole time. So it was technically Final Destination Zero. Zero. Final Destination one and a half. <laughs> Penultimate destination. It was the um, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead of Final Destination. This So Final Destination came out in 2000. And I just want to start right off the bat by saying that this movie really came out at the right time. Because it couldn't, it literally, for multiple reasons, could not have come out a year later. The first being your favorite character, Agent Shrek. Yes. They would not have the weirdly that, they, I, they would not have let that happen a year later in 2001 when Shrek was released. The weirdly hot Agent Shrek. <laughs> yes, I'm familiar. The other is for those of you who don't know the plot of Final Destination, it starts with a major plane crash. And when James Wong was developing this movie, he said he wanted it to be for plane crashes or for like plane travel as Sharks was for Jaws. Well, James, buddy, <laughs> I feel like... That probably wasn't the thing. You've been beat. That probably, like, around that time, people weren't like, you know what I, I think I bet, it, I bet it did that for exactly, like, one year and nine months. Yeah. Like, early 2000s, people are like, there's two things <laughs> that, that I may, think may about. not want to go on a plane. <laughs> Compared to the second one, which made entire generations afraid of driving behind trucks. I still will I be still on a highway and afraid. see giant logs, and I'm like, "Well, fuck that." I think it's the final destination that has like a really, like a really shitty like car wash death or almost death. It's a fake out. It's a fake out death. No, the the final destination is the one that has the um the one that I always think of is the guy who gets like pulled to the bottom of the pool and then his intestines get sucked out by the pool vacuum. Right. Oh, so then that's not the other one. Oh <laughs> no, because that's not. Oh, wait, is it? That's the final destination. The I'm like ninety percent sure. There's just gonna be so much of us typing. Which is a thing that can happen. Fun fact. I don't, I never doubted it. Um, Cause I thought that this one was about coworkers. The one that I'm thinking of is the one that's about coworkers. Mm. They're going on a trip. And there's one guy who's like a perv. No, the final destination is the one with the auto race in the beginning. The like, the like NASCAR race. Really? Yeah. Okay, so then what? No, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Natalie looks that up. Final destination. <laughs> So is it just Final Destination 5 is the prequel? Yeah. Yeah, the Final Destination is Final Destination 4. Oh. So we could have had the Final Destination and Five Null Dest- Destination. Five Null Destination. I still, I still like Penultimate Destination. <laughs> Second to last gen- Destination. But, but that, w- yeah. Um, 
So, and there's a sixth one that I believe is in process, but may have been completely stopped. I cannot imagine that's at, it's a, it still says a sequel is in development. I cannot imagine that that is actively in development still. Ooh, two days ago we got an, uh, a, an update. Did we? Yeah. Uh, it's not going to follow the usual <laughs> formula. Well, shit. I sure hate when they do that. That Dude, Warner Brothers has a lot more to worry about right now than making Final Destination 6. <laughs> and making it unique and not like a Final Destination movie. But, you know, the original, the OG, is what we're talking about today. We're not talking about the Final Destination. We're not talking about Final Destination. We're not talking about unformulaic Final Destination 6. So it's just a movie of people dying. <laughs> it's just a scream movie. It's really just a movie of people dying in like weird Rube Goldberg's machines. It's, it's, what, it's the, what the Saul remake was supposed to be. So the first Final Destination came out in 2000. It was directed by James Wong, which was his directorial debut, which low-key, kind of his best movie when you look at the rest of his filmography. And he's also not James Wan, creator yes, of Saw. Correct. Which I learned yesterday. You sure did. Um, oh, but James Wan is also Asian. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so James Wong wrote this screenplay with Glenn Morgan, and they were they worked together on the X Files. Okay. And this story started off as an X Files episode. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So basically, this guy Jeffrey Reddick, who's kind of the creator. And X-Files is different from the Twilight Zone. It sure is. Okay, okay. <laughs> Although they kind of followed the, they follow, like, they the followed same, a similar... The like, same formula that Final Destination <laughs> 6 is not involved in. They followed the same like cultural statement where it's like episodically, you know, the, the, the monster changes each one. But like X-Files had a recurring like central relationship. Like, okay. had people investigating the monsters, whereas Twilight Zone was just, you, yeah, you go where we tell you to. <laughs> There's no one taking you there or associating there. It started off as an X-Files episode, then they handed it off to Wong and Glenn Morgan, and they said, what if we just made this a whole-ass movie? Which has now become six whole-ass movies, apparently. <laughs> but it started with this guy, Jeffrey Reddick, hearing John Denver playing in an airport. Which, when, really? which I'm going to be straight up with you, Jeffrey. That was cool when I read that the first time it shows up in Final Destination. But when Colorado Mountain High plays 10 times during Final Destination, it starts to get a bit old. <laughs> and it's like every iteration. It's like over the PA and then a radio and then a record player, mm -hmm. a live performance. In Paris. Oh, in Paris. And I, I'm assuming that he probably played it in the car when they were driving. I think so. I mean, I, I can't imagine why they would just not include it for that part. <laughs> so that that's where it started. And I guess he was like, well, I have to incorporate this throughout the entire fucking script. <laughs> um, and I admire his commitment to the bit. I wonder why John Denver didn't sue him. <laughs> Because John Denver was dead. Who's John Denver? <laughs> he died in a plane crash. No. <laughs> That's why it was spooky, is that he heard John Denver in an airport, and he was like, why would you play John Denver in an airport when John Denver died in a plane crash? Oh. Okay. So like that's why like the I'm caught up. That's why like the first one is like, oh, it's kind of like a bad omen. 
Oh, he died. I don't understand why it kept falling. Yeah, he was flying the plane. <laughs> he died in a single fatal- fatality crash. He, he died in a single fatality crash. I want to be very clear that John Denver was flying the plane. <laughs> hey, his daughter's last name is Delaney. Oh, It's me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I guess, actually, before we get into the plot, mm. let's go over our cast of characters. Oh, God. <laughs> and I am going to pull out... My mini game already. For this episode, <laughs> like already, it's happening. So first, so we have Devin Sawa as Alex Browning. He is our main character, right? Um, you know Ali Larder as Cle- Clear, Clear Rivers. Rivers. Fucking hate Clear Rivers. Clear That's gonna Rivers. be a recurring theme throughout this. Is I genuinely hate Clear Rivers. I think because every man I date expects me to be Clear Rivers. She's like if you put manic pixie dream girl in like, a horror movie, literally. Yeah. She's, she's like she's, reading. In she's the reading on the escalator in the she's airport. She's reading on the airport, and then the teacher asks a question, and she's still reading. And she's like, "They said it's prohibited on the airplane." And everyone's like, "Whoa, she speaks French in she the French class. She can do two things at once." <laughs> but my mini game comes from the fact that several of the characters in this film, oh no, are named after famous people in horror history. <laughs> How did I know you were going to do this? So I am going to. List off the names of these characters. Uh-huh. And whether you know them or not, I want you to try and guess the horror person that they're named That's after. Fine. And at least one movie they I did. know one. I know you know one. One of them I'm fine with, but go ahead. And but I know you don't know the rest. <laughs> I know for a fact I want you, to know that you don't know the rest. I just looked up Shrek to see if it was a reference to a horror movie uh, like person. And I just all I got is that apparently now you can watch Shrek in Stardew Valley. <laughs> That's fun though. Yeah. <laughs> so fun though. I spelled it the way they spelled it in the movie. It's spelled <laughs> with a C in the movie and no one cares. And this is erasure of Agent Strike. Did you spell it with two C's? It's not with two C's, is yeah, it? it is. No. Uh, yeah. Okay, is no, he don't, don't look it up. No! He's don't, a person. Don't look it up. No! Wait! <laughs> All right. I'll let you have the one you know first. Billy Hitchcock. Billy Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Correct. The birds. <laughs> <laughs> Or the birds do the birds. But he also did Psycho. You sure did do Psycho. So yeah, okay. I don't like how unsure you That's sounded about that. Because well, I started thinking of American Psycho, and I was like, that came out after... No, that was not Alfred Hitchcock. Him. Is he alive? <laughs> no. Okay, okay, okay. I think he probably... What did he die of? Anyway, he, yeah, he died in the 80s. Okay. He's been very not alive. <laughs> he was around during like the silent film era. He made silent films before he made horror movies. So he was dead before this movie came out. I sure did just say he died in the 80s, didn't I? I'm just verifying. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he got like a... He got a second chance. Did he see the X-Files script? <laughs> um, next, we have Alex Browning. Keith Browning. And um, what is one mm. movie you think Keith Browning made? <laughs> Keith Browning <laughs> made Bride of Chucky. Okay. <laughs> Which I'm sure came out after this movie. <laughs> it really did. Okay, <laughs> Um... Um, Alex Browning and Todd Wagner are both named after Todd Browning. See, I couldn't give you both of them because then you could have just portmanteaued them together. I wouldn't have. Okay. But that's fine. That's fine. So um, Todd with a with Todd with one. a single D. Todd Browning. I thought that was only done so they could do the Today thing. No, he was actually named after Todd Browning, who was the director of the 1931 Dracula and Freaks. Oh. Yeah. The teacher who was supposed to go with them to France, Larry Murnau. Brett Murnau. <laughs> no, no. Judging by your laughter, that's wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds right. Keith Merle. And um, what movie did... <laughs> Are you thinking of Brett Kavanaugh? Because <laughs> he 
Bradley Murnoff. Okay. Um, uh, what did he? What did Brad, he? Bradley Keith Murnoff. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look. Don't look at my computer. I'm not. I'm looking at my Steve Bonnet doll. Um, he did uh, Society. Okay. Um, so Larry Murnoff is named after Friedrich Wilhelm Murnoff. How would I have gotten that? F. W. Murnoff, who is actually one of my favorite silent film directors. He directed Sunrise, which I watched in two different film classes in college. I feel like there's only a few silent movies. That is extremely untrue. Untrue, <laughs> but still. And then he directed Nosferatu. Oh. Okay. In 1922 Nosferatu. Gotcha. Um, which is the same as Dracula. It is an adaptation of Dracula. Gotcha. Right. Um, but in culture, Nosferatu is a different entity than Dracula. Like, he basically created a new vampire. Gotcha. By ad- adapting the first vampire. Okay, I'll do two more. Okay. Um, there are a few more, but, like, they're kind of, like, less important directors. Um, Not like F.W. Murnau. <laughs> He's a really big director. I said it correctly. Murnau? <laughs> Murnau. With a G-H at the end? No. Okay, I definitely was thinking of Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> um... <laughs> Who he's actually well, he he made the um, I don't like where this is going the Black Christmas remake where it turned out that a whole time it was uh, toxic masculinity poisoning the water and that's why they were evil yeah he definitely made that and then overturned Ruby Wade <laughs> um, Valerie Luton the teacher yeah I know that <laughs> um, well, I'm thinking it was the Van Leeuwen Ice Cream Company you're not. Like, you're off? Like, you're not, Isn't right? It, it's Von Lewin. It's Val Luton. They literally just... Oh, they just used Extended it? his name into Valerie. Uh, Val Luton. Um, uh, the teacher is what he directed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he directed the, the, the 1929 big hit, <laughs> The Teacher. He was a producer with RKO. Um, he made the movie Cat People. I don't know that movie. You Cat, sh- wait, Cats 2019? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie where a bunch of women just kind of turn into cats. That's fun. That's And that's the monster. Ooh. And finally, Agent Shrek. <laughs> Jonathan Shrek. Okay. And what did he do? Surprisingly, not any of the Shrek movies. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised to hear that, mm-hmm. actually. He actually has a really good relationship with Disney, so that didn't have to happen. Um, he made my uh, favorite movie. <laughs> the Blind Side. <laughs> uh, um... Agent Shrek is named after Max Shrek, okay. um, who played Nosferatu. God damn it. Every <laughs> horror person really loves that freaking Dracula. Man, yeah, man. man. It kind of it changed things. <laughs> so that's our cast of characters. Screw yeah, Frankenstein. Um, clear, Frankenstein can die in a hole. Clear hole-over. Rivers is not named after anyone because she sucks. I'm sure that's named after like a water company. In fact, I think it comes back as a water company it does. Like, later. I think it does. Or no, it's, is it a water park? Or is it like the name of the pool that that kid fucking dies in? It might be. I feel like it's sooner uh, than that. I feel like maybe. it ha- No, because I think she sees at the sign and that's when they know to go see her in like second <laughs> one. Whoa. So this starts with Alex Browning, who mm-hmm. we are told very ex- expositionally. They exposit. They exposit very clearly that he is 17 and going on a senior trip with his friends. 10 days Paris. in the spring. 10 days in the spring. I um, wrote it down. Thank you, you sh- his dad. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Browning, named after Todd Browning. <laughs> oh, they're also named after Todd yeah, Browning. Yeah, they're, they're all... The wife's named after someone completely different. <laughs> this kid has OCD. <laughs> yes. And I feel like we're bullying him a lot for it. 
Half of his stuff is not real superstitions. Yeah, which means I think he just has OCD. The, he, he's the, like, he's like, don't take your luggage tag off. Well, that was actually the one I would say that I think maybe I've heard that before. Mm. Or I'm just really lazy and never take my <laughs> luggage tags off. You just have like five all on the, like, the top of your I've been places. <laughs> like he gets like spooked by just the fucking, like the arrivals departure sign. He's like, the, the flight to Germany was canceled. Well, and then the, the very nice TSA lady is trying to make conversations like, oh, like your flight leaves at 925 and 925 is also your birthday. And he starts shitting his pants. Literally. Also, He's, why was she French? I don't think in an American airport, <laughs> the person you speak to is of the um, <laughs> nationality of your flight. She moved here and decided that her passion was in air travel. <laughs> and so she decided... In air travel. In air travel. She went, oh, well, I can just work at JFK. <laughs> <laughs> She's also a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> they get on the plane. Right. He's like, oh, shit. My little drop-down table's broken. Well, first, the two hot girls are like, right. hey, your friend said he can't pee properly, <laughs> so we can't sit there. Todd and Alex are poop buddies. They are. Because they go to poop before the flight. And then he uses, a, well, he's, he's like, oh, we have to, we have to poop before the flight so that the these two hot girls will give us blowjobs. Was that like, don't come into the bathroom after us and smell our poops. Uh, but then he decides to tell them he has a UTI. Women and, love UTIs. I, I just feel like Todd isn't good no. at banging women. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but he has this premonition after he switches... No, not before. Uh, in the premonition, he switches seats. Yes. Um, in the premonition, the plane blows up. Mm-hmm. And I just know that you are pulling up your notes about how this plane blows up. I'm actually not. I, I do have them, though. The thing I was pulling up was a map of the globe to see. <laughs> just because... Uh, to see where New York and France are. <laughs> Alex makes a comment about uh, Titty fucking them over Greenland. And from what I'm seeing, they would never have gone over Greenland. <laughs> That just also, I'm important. pretty sure both of those girls had pretty small boobs. And I, Ashley Tisdale, and I, she was not. <laughs> that sure Spread was that rumor. Um, and I can say, as a small titty woman, it's kind of hard to titty fuck, especially over Greenland when you're not over Greenland. <laughs> so both of those things. His friend were also not does possible. watch uh, Stuart Little, which, which is possible. Which is actually not anachronistic, even though I really hoped it would be the DVD. Of the 1999 Stuart Little came out em- a month before they would have been on this flight because the flight was May of 2000. It was uh, April 18th, 2000. That the DVD came out. The yes. flight was May of 2000. Yes. So Todd, a man of culture, was like, "Well, I have this eight-hour flight to go on. I'm gonna buy the newly released DVD of Stuart Little, <laughs> and then be pissed I have to watch it." <laughs> yeah, he brought it, but was mad he had to watch it. Alex starts. Freaking the fuck out. Yeah. You know. The way you do. The way you do. Pre-9-11. Literally. Like, the, the sheer amount of this plot that's dependent on it being pre-9-11 is kind of crazy. <laughs> kind of fascinating. You wouldn't think that, and then it's like... They would have shot Alex a year later. shot Alex immediately. <laughs> and so, he gets removed from the plane, Carter gets removed from the plane, because... They just start fucking fighting. Yeah, because well, we need more people than just Alex. Because Carter's a dick. Carter, Carter, you dick. Carter, you fucking dick. Um, Todd leaves because... He's his friend. He, he's his buddy. I think buddy. George says, go check on him. Okay, and, and then that's why he feels guilty right. later. Billy was late and trying Billy, to sit down. Billy was also pooping, I think. And like, yeah. the, the, and he <laughs> came and he was like, sorry, I'm late. That's my seat. And they went, well, you're right in the trajectory of the crazy guy. <laughs> his girlfriend goes with Carter. 
Terry. Terry. Um, Val goes to make sure he's okay and then sends Mr. Murnau back on the plane. The one who actually speaks French. Right. Um, and Claire just gets off the plane because she likes to be special. She feels the feelings. I'm so... As much as you hate Claire, it's a good thing they cut her entire awful subplot of like her... Having a baby? Being an empath. This <laughs> is the original empath. Literally. Um... Right, and I do have my notes. Thank you for um, making fun of me. Yeah. But I did look at it, and this, I am positive, was based off of a real plane crash. Oh. So July 17th of 1996, uh, a TWA flight 800 exploded 12 minutes after takeoff from JFK mm. Airport Oh. Uh, with a flight to Rome, but a stopover in Paris. It was also a... Uh, the same model of plane, but like a different. So it, the plane in the in the movie is a 747-200, uh, and this was a 747-100. Mm-hmm. Um, and first of all, uh, Andy Warhol's partner died on oh, no. that flight, Jed Johnson. Oh no, Jed, good good guy. And 16 students and five chaperones from the Montours area high school going on a trip to France. Damn. So I'm positive that has to have been 100%. the inspiration. Uh, it exploded. 12 minutes after takeoff, it ended up being, uh, debris was in the Atlantic Ocean, which they mentioned in the movie as well. Oh. Apparently Long Island people saw, like, the whole thing happen. <laughs> That's what you get for living on Long Island. I mean, look. <laughs> um, and this is actually the start of my, like, overarching thesis, overarching thesis, which is that the real, the real killer in this is natural gas. <laughs> the reason that Flight uh, 800, TWA... TWA Flight 800 exploded is like still kind of in uh, dispute. People are kind of, there's like three main theories. One of which is that there was a bomb on board, which is kind of incredibly unlikely. Mm-hmm. Second one is that a missile exploded close to it. It's kind of nearby. And then that made the plane explode separately. Um, the main one is that the plane had like a bunch of issues with its fuel and it's uh, like, I'm not a pilot. Um, it's little things that test the fuel. They had four engines. One of the engines had an issue with the, the detection of how much fuel was going in. So someone had to do a manual shutoff of the system that stopped it from overflowing. That happened. And then they started that engine late because they knew it had had an issue. So it ended up starting later than the other three engines. The theory is that that weird fuel situation caused a short circuit, which then ignited engine three or engine four, one of the two engines. How many engines do they have? Four, I think. Oh. I mean, I just assumed, I think, one more than engine three. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's four. Plates have a lot of engines. Um, so an explosion of the center wing fuel tank resulting from ignition of the flammable fuel slash air mixture in the tank. I'm going to change my first statement. It's not natural gas. It's natural gas and air and resulted in the plane exploding. Mm. Uh, the nose of the plane was completely detached and then it ended up going up. And a sharp decline, which is how we actually see Alex's eye, is that it starts pummeling, pummeling, plummeting, yeah, plummeting, <laughs> plummeting down, and he catches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that ha- it absolutely has to be. There was a similar accident uh, where the ignition was it was hit by uh, lightning, and it blew up the engine. So I do have here. It's not impossible, right, for this to have happened. But there's also stories of. Uh, people getting sucked out of planes and living. Oh. Uh, and there's also plenty of plane crashes where, like, one person lives. But, yeah, so the plane explodes in a gorgeous 
um, explosion of what I like to call um, Spyro video game fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it sure looks like it belongs in the Spyro video game. It also, I'm assuming, took off. It, it like exploded two minutes after takeoff. <laughs> yeah. And was far away enough that we could see the whole explosion, but still exploded the glass. Yeah, which I, I, is not possible. I couldn't find any proof that it's not it's possible. It's not. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not possible. I'm just determining that now. Um, and what's interesting is that I'm pretty sure they did this practically, um, even though it looks like Spyro video game. I don't know if they, I think they... Spyro actually is really realistic in its graphics. <laughs> <laughs> so they made a miniature model of a Boeing 747 and then blew it up. <laughs> it was launched 40 feet oh, up was in a the mini. air. Yeah, it was a, a miniature model. It, it was an um, entire plane. I understand. 10 that. feet long and 7 feet wide. Um, so pretty big. And then they blew it up, and they had to have three cameras running 120 frames per second, and one camera running 300 frames frames per second. Um, do you know what the standard? More frames make it slower. Well, the the, the normal 60 fil- is 24. Really? Is 24 fps? Wow. Filming in 120 or 300, like... It's insane. Basically, it's like you try to film anything on your iPhone and then you rewatch it back and it's kind of like... It doesn't show all the frames Mm because it's moving so fast. I assume that's what it was in that if they had filmed using a real-time camera, the explosion wouldn't... It says the succession of the explosion would not have been filmed in a particular order. So I think it was just too fast to catch on 24 FPS. Yeah. They probably wanted to be able to have... But again, it. it looks like it's VFX. So I'm just... <sighs> Maybe they covered it with stuff. They, then why did you build a whole plane? They do that later. They do that a lot. I know. I just... Cause I, I, I know, but now I work in VFX, so this like hurts me. Well, this was also, I feel like, a period in the early 2000s where they just kept putting VFX and stuff. Because no they one, could. No yeah. one would tell people it looked awful. Yeah. They're like, whoa. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I find this movie... <laughs> I thought this movie was better than it was. <laughs> I really did. Um, but what I think this movie did do is create a new form of what I like to call cinematic edging. <laughs> Continue. Um, I think you know exactly what I no, mean. No, but I want to hear it out of your mouth exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know edging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Um, I, I think it's... oh. <laughs> No. How are you non-intimately familiar <laughs> with edging? But I think it's it's part of that post-scream um, like culture where it's like, well, people know how horror movies work, so we're just gonna fuck with them. Yeah. Because um, they know the characters are gonna die because they know it's a horror movie. They've seen enough to know. It's like kind of self-referential, but they do it in a really annoying way. Where they have like eight different possible Well, yeah. Ways. So it's like, I feel like the... So the first one is Todd. Yes. Um, and that one, they have like five different things where like, oh, that's going to be what kills him. Because yes. first it's like he nicks, first of all, why, why are you shaving without, without shaving, shaving cream, cream, buddy? Thank you. Thank you very much. I immediately was like, what are you doing? Also, why is he shaving at night? You would want to shave before you leave to keep it close. That's what men do. I know that. Sure. Um, stupid as hell. He also has the radio, mm-hmm. which you're like, oh, that's going to gonna It's going to um, water. Because his like, toilet is leaking. Yes. To- blue water fluid. Scary. Scary water. Scary water. Too. So you think it's going to like blow up the radio, and then it does in case he pulls it out. And he's like, whoa, that was a close and one. And what was on the radio, Delaney? Was it John Denver? It sure was. <laughs> was it John Denver's Colorado Mountain Yes, guy? it was. Um, he couldn't even do different John Denver songs. <laughs> it had to be the same one. Um... 
I like how the, the Wikipedia just calls it an unusual chain reaction. Causes Todd to accidentally hang himself in the shower that night. That is the stupidest death I've ever seen. I'm sorry, I'll take that back because there's some like really bad ones in the series, but that one is dumb. Because he slips. He slips. So the, the idea wall. is that he, the uh, the wire, the like clothesline. That nobody I've ever known has ever it's had. It's a very old thing to have. Okay. Um, I don't know that it makes sense to dry your clothes in a Next to the shower. Where the water is, but I, I digress. It's a retractable. So one side, you pull it out and okay. you hook it on. Sure. The side that it holds it is what falls off. So... <laughs> immediately my issue is that there's no way that little hook is holding him. Right. That can't happen. Um, but they did it, I think, so that it had that effect of yo-yoing around his neck 100 mm-hmm. times. And then he just, like, he basically slowly strangles to death. Oh, I liked when he did the nose clippings, and you're like, oh, no, is the scissors going to go in Yeah, his is brain? he going to stab his own fucking skull? That's unfriended. That's, <laughs> that's a different style of movie. Um... Also, this man doesn't commit to any of his actual grooming. No. He shaves a single hair, starts bleeding, goes, ah, I guess I'm done with that. Cuts, I think, a single nose hair, and then goes, oh, okay, I'm done with that. And then and then dies. hangs himself. Basically, I mean, it's... I did look it up, unfortunately. So Cotton could feasibly hold that amount of weight. The mm. issue is I don't think the thing holding it in could. Because you would, right. like, screw it in. Not enough to strangle a whole boy. Yeah. You know? And he's, and he's, like, he's... You know, he's really fighting it. He's thrashing. Um, and he can't stand up because there's just an odd amount of soap at the bottom. They put socks on him. That would have been more convincing that he couldn't stand up. But yeah, the soap spills and he's this like, it's movie, too slippery. This movie is for bath mats. What Jaws is for sharks. <laughs> I, I can't find anything about this happening. I have found separate things. a real things. person. I found one that was a very Final Destination already where there was a boy who was trampolining with a helmet on and his helmet got caught in the clothesline and he died because he hanged himself. Um, and that's why my dad's anti-trampoline. <laughs> oh my God, really? No. <laughs> I, mean, I just mean that fact in general. Oh, well, it's because my, my dad's a bone doctor. That's true. Kids jump off of trampolines you know and break what? their fucking bones. You got me. Um, Trampolines paid for my college. <laughs> it's all because of trampolines. Yeah, I mean, that and um, those big like rooms that are just all trampolines. <laughs> Bounce houses? <laughs> no, wait, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. Jump Jam. Is jump, what it, jump Jam? Is what it was called in Knoxville. It was called Bounce U, where I'm from. Bounce U? Like a Bounce university? U, yeah. But it was all one word. So oh. It was weird. Um, people do die in bathtubs a lot, um, but mm. from drowning is the most <laughs> right. common option. I found one freak accident in 2019 where someone slipped in the shower and broke their neck. Well, I feel like that happens more often than just uh, once. You would think, but I couldn't find any proof of it. Um, I feel like that happens to old people. That's why you need the, the I fall on and I can't get up. Help! <laughs> uh, but it also the the vice president of Lifeguard Systems Inc. has said that they estimate that like twenty percent of those are actually homicides that people don't realize are homicides. Mm. Well, they think which this technically was, I think, guess. They think it was a suicide, but yes. also a, like they're but also still suspicious Alex of Alex. Did it. <laughs> yeah, they think Alex did the suicide to Todd. Yeah, you know. Those, those suicide you did. Um, and so basically the whole subplot here is that um, I think the other agent is whiny, weenie, but it sure looks like it's Mr. Weenie and Mr. Shrek. <laughs> so Weenie and Shrek. And they're like, we feel like we know that which one's going to be stupid in two years. I think that Alex is killing all these people. Or like he thinks that he guilted Todd into killing himself or that he just... 
like which, killed him. Which, have we seen recently, is a hard thing to pass in court. Like, you talk <laughs> someone into it. Uh, they also are terrible FBI agents. I did keep track of the clock after <laughs> the um, the plane crash. Mm. Uh, their combined interviews of everyone, because the plane took off at 925. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interviews ended by 1130. Mm-hmm. So their combined interviews, assuming it took them like half an hour to get there, maybe. Right. And then they were all taken in the time it took all the parents to get to that airport. An hour and a half, maybe, about a whole plane dying. <laughs> and they were like, this is good. Works for us. But then they stuck around. Right. And didn't like look at the plane. <laughs> They're just like, well, this Alex kid. Which, to be clear, the plane would have exploded for a reason. Like, there is a reason that ha- I know Alex is weird, but like, there's the plane exploding didn't... That wasn't just, like, fun. Like, there's a reason it exploded. They would have to look into that. No, they have to look at this strange little white kid who just lost his poop buddy. Um, and the poop buddy's brother. <laughs> and the poop buddy's brother died. And the bad both dead. Dad's so mad. They're both dead. Um, and so after Todd dies, yes. Alex and Clear, who I guess... Do we ever see them kiss? That's my question. When do they start dating? They, they must have cut it out in the subplot. Because I care... Not even a little bit about their relationship. She has like four dads. <laughs> her story about her dad is inconsistent. She may have killed her dad. I wouldn't put it past her. Um, they sneak. Mr. Rivers? Sorry. <laughs> they sneak into the mortuary. Yes. To just see Todd. To see, to prove it's him. I think he's dead. Or like to see what the. To just, like, look at his corpse. Just see, like, yeah, that's Todd. Oh, yeah, looks like him. Um. <laughs> Which, luckily for them, he is. The one that Tony Todd is working on at that moment. Yeah. There's no other corpse. No one else. It's him. And he's actually got his face exposed and makeup done. So it's very easy to but figure out. He's got all his face makeup done, but the, the lacerations on his neck are Inaccurate. They wouldn't have done that. A funeral director clear. would cover up what happened before putting him in an open casket. <laughs> um, and then we get Tony motherfucking Todd. <laughs> Coming out of a cave. Coming out of a cave in this mortician's office. He walks out of the ca- I'm, I'm mad, actually. It has, like, rocks hanging from the There's, ceiling. It's just straight up, like, rocks. Like, he... I, I was like, is that a poster? No, he walked out from that. <laughs> he must be storing bodies like they're casks of wine. And it's Tony Todd that inexplicably just knows everything that's going I on. I think he's deaf. I mean, I, a lot of people have this theory. Um, yeah. I like to imagine that he's just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> His last name is Bloodworth. I feel like he knew his life goal from very early on. Well, fun fact is that most uh, morticians uh, get their business from their fathers. It's a so, family business. So, generally. Mr. Bloodworth is his father. Call him Bill. <laughs> is that his name? Oh, well, William. William, William Bloodworth. He prefers William. <laughs> Please, Mr. William Bloodworth is my father. <laughs> Just I'm, call me William Bloodworth. I'm I'm William Bloodworth. Um, where he's like, oh, because you guys cheated death, now death's coming after you. Because yeah. um, death is just in a silly, goofy mood. Which, quick note also, uh, this is 39 days after the crash. They held the memorial 39 Th- days they, after. Because there were 39. 39 deaths. Why did death wait? <laughs> Why was death like, I'll come back to this in like three, Again, I think I five think weeks? My hot take on this movie. Is that as bad? Death's just a silly little guy. <laughs> I think he's just a silly little dude, and he really just likes to. He just likes to push. He's I think. Like, I think my take on it is that Tony Todd was drunk off his ass, <laughs> and just started saying random shit to these kids who broke into his business, and that and like. That's why it all happens. Like, yeah. th- this isn't Death's plan at all. They just believe Tony Todd because he's scary. He's like, you better watch out, Alex. Um, 
Alex and Claire are like, oh shit, we're all gonna die because we we should have, we should have, and so death is coming back to us. This is only after two, one person one, has died, one extra person, in in what they rule is suicide. Yeah, which is not like an impossible concept. Um, and then they just go outside an ominous cafe where apparently everyone just happens to also be. Yeah, they're all there. Valerie Luton is there. Yep. And then um, Carter and Terry show up. Causing a car crash before they get there <laughs> by almost hitting Billy with their car and then two cars end up Cardi, kind of like Cardi, you hitting dick. each other. <laughs> which is important for what comes next, just to be clear. Um, which I will argue between this and a later one, I think is the just most cinematically well done death in this movie. Oh, people loved it, right? Because it's so absurd. <laughs> and this predates Mean Girls. I want that to be very clear. Mm. The the bus hitting a girl trope. This was like the first one. You know, in the bus driver's defense, this girl was walking ass backward she, into the street. I went back and looked at it. Because she fully walked, like, it's not like right. the bus swerves or anything. She walks fully backwards into the middle of the Not street. even that, not even that. Because I, I watched it, there's categories of pedestrian deaths where, like, the pedestrian is or is not at fault. Mm-hmm. She walks backwards to the edge of the curve, like, curve, and then just jumps into the street. It is not like a smooth walk. Because I was like, the bus driver could have seen her, would have mm-hmm. slowed down. No, bus driver's fine. My question is, how was he going that fast if there was a car accident two feet away? Because only, we only saw, like, one road. So he came from there and was like, I'm going to just go. Because he go up fast. Maybe he also hit the cars on his way. He's going fast. Very fast. And the person driving the bus yeah, well, is William Bloodborne. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's Tony Todd. Basically, he would have had to be going, not he wouldn't have to be. So one in 10 people die if they're hit at 20 miles per hour mm-hmm. versus nine out of 10 die at 40 miles per hour. He was going like 90. Yeah, which in California, she, buses are not allowed to go above 55. She splatters. No, she, I, I also paused it. She, I, I don't, how did they do that? Because that's fun. It was literally looks like they just put like a fake arm on the bus. They had, um, they made, I think, a body double. Not no, made. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They made a cast, I think, of every death. Um, um, meat in it. They actually used chocolate syrup for fake, for a lot of the fake blood. Mm. Do you know who also used chocolate syrup for fake blood? No. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock and Psycho. Oh yeah, of course. My favorite director and my favorite <laughs> and my favorite fact about that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, they that made... death I rule pretty likely. That if you were to go jump in front of a bus, that just so happens to be going right. eighty. I'm gonna blame her for that. No and offense. also the bus driver. Two yeah, people. I mean, here. well, he was going too fast in yeah. California. You can't go above fifty-five. Uh, but... Don't they live in New York? I think so. I'm just speaking in general. It's okay, the only, it's the only state I could find that has a bus speed limit. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> but I, I think it's fun. I think it's a good little button. Um, probably the best moment in the entire series. Yeah, honestly. And then after, then Alex does his whole little drawing, his little chart, which is, do you want it's to talk wrong. about wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. Just to be clear, he's wrong. And we don't even have to go into the intricacies. His whole chart, he's just wrong. His whole thing depends on the idea that Todd's seat specifically blew up, but only affected Todd's seat because him and Claire are two feet away from him in different seats. Less than two feet because like airplane seats are very close together. They're very close together. Within a foot. But then everyone else would die in this weird order where you, people only died if they were hit directly by fire or like an explosion. And it's just wrong. What he has is wrong. 
And also, I don't know that they would have a diagram of that on the news. <laughs> I don't think that they could have so quickly, again, figured that out. 39 days later, they figured this out. We still don't know why that other plane crashed. So then next, he figures out by drawing his little graph right. on his pretty little graph with a gold sharpie yes. that Miss Luton is next. And not Carter, who is next, <laughs> next to, to Terry, to be clear. Not him. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, Carter's great. <laughs> Low key, Carter might be my favorite character. Okay, Carter is wrongly villainized um, in this movie. Ca- Carter, Alex, villains to lover edit when. <laughs> I want Carter's redemption arc. Yeah. Um, so Miss Luton dies in, I think, the most complicated Rube Goldberg machine. I think of... he broke up with death. <laughs> he, he was, he was very He was mad at her. He was vengeful. That wasn't even... He, was, he killed her 400 times. And so she... <laughs> Well, let's let's walk through this. Yes, yes, yes. She is packing up her house. Nothing's packed. Nothing's packed, but she has boxes everywhere. Boxes everywhere, and I guess just random bubble wrap in places. Yeah. Um. She decides she's like, she has PTSD. Sure, give it to her. That's fine. I have PTSD for less. Yeah. I mean, I, so like, I, I'll I'll let her have it. That's a lot of people she knows who died. Yeah. So. Um. She goes to make some. She watched like two two different instances of it. She watched the plane and saw Terry get hit by that bus. <laughs> yeah. And got covered in her splatter. She was there. Okay, you know what? Fine. I'm, yeah. She, she, she can be... She's funny. upset. She's allowed to be. But she pours some tea um, and... <laughs> And it's facing... It's facing her. That mug... The mug. It was a blank mug, I'll guarantee you, when they shot the film. And then we're they just did a clean shot of the logo mug. But um, she pours, and then she picks up her mug to drink it, and apparently for the first time sees that it's the logo of the high school. Right. And in her aghast, <laughs> throws the entire cup of boiling water... Yes. With a tea bag in it, I guess. With, yeah. Across from in her. In one fluid movement. It's not yeah. like she picks it up and goes, oh! Like, she just throws the whole thing away. Yeah. And screams. And so, which, first of all, she's had, again, at least 39 days yeah. to get rid of that Well, Well, we know, we know that Todd died, and then the next day is when they break in, so another two days. And then Terry died. Terry happens. There's so she's thing. had time to get rid of this mug. Now, in defense least. of her, she is overworked because she is still teaching classes <laughs> at this point, to be clear. They made clear the that- The real villain in this movie- Public is, education. Is the American public education that system. last week of June, she is still teaching. <laughs> They're not done yet. Even though the plane crash was in May. So she, she throws her hot water and then she's like, oh, damn it, Valerie. And then decides to have a nice cold beverage of iced vodka. Which you were pissed about. Because, okay, she, she puts ice cubes in. Here's the thing. It's going to water down your I vodka. I don't know why so she's made, ice she's, cubes in it. She, I think that's to make it clear to, to the to audience make it, to make it cold. It's so cold. Because it was she, so hot, now it's cold. <laughs> um, so she's just sipping straight vodka. Yes. No mixers. No. Straight no chaser. Right. Um, which, you know what? You, and she's sipping it like it's tea. Yeah, you do you. She pours it in the same, same mug. That's she's walking important. around just like sipping on it. Um, but what happens is... By the laws of physics, yes. this mug that was once hot now has cold water in it and it cracks. Right. Which is terrifying when that happens. If you've ever taken a like glass fresh out of the uh, washing machine, mm-hmm. not the washing machine, the dishwasher. <laughs> it cracks in the washing machine for another reason. Yeah, that's different. It's just being thrown against. That will happen separately. Um, and it cra- it's loud yeah. and clearly cracks in your hand. She does not notice. So she starts just softly sipping her iced vodka. Yes. Um, it's dripping everywhere, which again... So the vodka itself would not be as flammable on its own. No. Not to mention, it it's is now watered, watered down. down by ice. Yes, correct. 
And probably like her her traumatized tears. tears. Um, So she's walking around. Right. It drips into like an air conditioner or something. No, her computer. Oh, that's a computer. It drips into her very I miss 2000. 2000's computer. Uh, and that makes it sparks. explode, which would not happen. I, right. I, wanted, I looked up a whole compilation video of computers exploding. Uh, water would keep it from exploding, basically. Mm. It would, it would, it would, well, uh, it would yeah. immediately kind of like circuit it, but it'd be wet because you poured water in there and vodka, but right. that doesn't really matter. Uh, and it would not make it explode. And it, it would not make it explode to the uh, the degree that it does here, where it sends a shard of glass deep into her neck. And then also catches the vodka on and fire. And catches the vodka on fire. So now, her to, to be clear... Which I guess was spilling in a perfectly even stream. <laughs> An even The whole time she was walking. Line. Um, she was pacing very formulaically. Like, unless she was drinking Everclear, where this that would change the entire... That moment. would, which you know what... Maybe she is. Maybe. She deserves it. I don't know. Um, she deserves just straight Everclear. I went to a party once, and we sent a guy to go buy vodka, and he just bought straight Everclear. What is it? It's like 100 proof alcohol. Vodka's potatoes. Okay. <laughs> Native potatoes. Um, her entire apartment is on fire now. Yes. She, because apparently the, the vodka was that flammable. Yes. She has glasses glass in her, her neck. She immediately rips it out. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You want to keep it in there. Don't do what she did. And she starts bleeding very heavily. Profusely. I think, honestly, what killed her was Is the just blood loss. How wet her floor was. <laughs> At this point, how many liquids have she spilled on that floor? <laughs> Including vodka, the hot water, and her own blood. And cold water. Because of the ice. <laughs> so she, does she slip and fall, or does she just collapse with blood loss? She, uh, I believe, slips and falls. Which I think she like touches a table or something, and it makes her slip. Remember, it has that perfectly clean hand print on mm. her kitchen table? I think she slides and like falls. Um, and then so she's bleeding out. Yes. She's on her floor. Her entire apartment is on fire. She reaches up to grab a towel that she had, for some reason, placed on her knife block. Right. Which, we are owners of a knife block. We don't put our towels she on there. Because when she heated up her water for her tea, it was wet. So while it was on the stove, she quickly wiped it off with a towel. Right, yeah, wiped off which her no kettle, one would do. Which no one does. It's going to get hot. It's going to take care of it itself. So she pulls the towel off, I guess, to like, dab her blood off? Yeah, she, you know, she's like, well, now I took that glass out. I should put a towel in here. Um, and when she pulls it, the entire knife block falls, but only one, one knife, knife perfectly positions itself like in her sternum. In her, yeah. Very like very center. Very like classic media. And stuff. does it go deep? Uh, no. Either it's a very long knife, or it goes like an inch into her body. It, it's, yeah, it does not go far. So I argue that she doesn't die from blood loss. She just dies from the explosion, because for some reason, also her house explodes. So I've I've been thinking about this. Uh, it, I struggle to believe that that glass went and hit... You have two jugular veins. Yes. That it hit both the exterior and interior jugular, mm-hmm. uh, which hypothetically could cause enough blood loss that quickly. If it hit the carotid, it would have been spewing more. Right, which I wouldn't happen. And I've also found cases of people just like straight up getting their throats cut open and then living. Oh, nice. So it's not impossible. Uh, don't take the glass out of your throat. <laughs> to be clear. Um, the night... It, if so if she had the knife over her heart 
Which I don't think she did. Which I don't think she did. But hypothetically, when the chair goes down and does nothing to the knife, but we're supposed to believe kills her instantly, because she stops mm. moving. Okay. If you were to pierce her heart, it would like double the blood loss. Okay. Because I, I believe that it's very difficult because to Because she's that. still alive when Alex walks in. Right. Alex she walks in. right at him. And she looks right at him and goes, what? Like she's- <laughs> when he walks in from being very briefly questioned by the FBI <laughs> about all the people who are dying. Yeah, and he's like, Miss Luton's next. And they're like, prove it. And he goes, okay, and just runs to her and house. And they're like, you know what? Let him go. We can't keep him. But then he just kind of, I guess, sees her and goes, well, there's nothing I can do here. So he runs out. And then her no, no, no. First, first thing he does. He grabs a knife. Is pull the knife out. Stop pulling things out. Leave it in and you'll be fine. You will be much better off than pulling all these wounds open again. Um, and then he like runs out. Carter's there for some reason. No, it's not Carter's. Billy. It's Billy. It's Billy. Like, yeah, all of these white men look the same. Billy, who recently got his driver's license. And is still on a bike. But only rides a bike. Um, and then... Alex jumps out of this house and the entire house explodes, explodes behind him. Which would not happen. Houses can explode. One happened in my neighborhood when I was in fifth grade. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. You know what causes it? Is it gas? Natural gas and air. <laughs> Natural gas and air will cause a house to kind of explode like that. Um, it already being on fire, I don't think would make it like I don't I don't think there's any uh Rube Goldberg way that could have worked. Especially right. could we see her turn her stove on? So like maybe the gas is leaking, but she immediately lights it. So that's not an issue either. It's mm-hmm. not like the gas was just leaking the whole time. Right. That still wouldn't be right, but I might be more open to that concept. Um I think Alex put a bomb in her house. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Alex did kill all these Alex people. Alex has been murdering this whole time. That would have been an unreliable that narrator. Been a better ending to this movie is if it had just been Alex the whole he time. He was deaf the whole time. Um, and so then now everyone's just in a car. Everyone who's left, um, Billy, Carter, Alex, Clear. and Clear, are just in a car. And they're driving. And Alex is on the run from the FBI. Yeah, because now it sure looks like he murdered Miss Luton. Right. Which he might have. It's been like, I think, two days. I don't know. But they found his, his footprint in the blood yeah. and his fingerprints on the knife. That yeah. would not come back that fast. That simply couldn't. And unless he was barefoot, and that, even that doesn't work, if you were barefoot, they'd have no way of going, those sneakers are Alex Browning's. No, but also apparently Billy just went, I saw him. <laughs> I saw him. Yeah, he fucking ratted out Alex. Um, it's so unclear how much time has passed. I literally don't know. But all I know is that Carter, uh, he's just angry and he knows that he's He's next. angry because Alex is being a dick. Yeah. Alex is being a dick about it. I'll stand by that because he's like, am I next? And he just doesn't say anything. And he's like, so I am next. He's like, it doesn't matter. We're all on the list. And I'm like, that's how lists work. And also, his girlfriend just died. There's an order to lists. <laughs> and that's generally pretty, a pretty important aspect of having a list. So they stop the car on a train crossing. He's going to kill himself. Yes. He's trying to die on his own terms. Which um, we will later find out you can't do if it's not your turn, but whatever. Yeah. But um, it is his turn, but it isn't his turn. It's, I don't think the turn is Well, it skips real. him because Alex saves him. Right. Um, he attempts to die on his own terms and then changes his mind. But like, I guess death knew he was gonna try to change try his mind. to kill himself anyway. Like, yeah, like all of this was part of the plan. Even right. him trying to die on his own terms was part of the plan. And then the lock breaks, trapping him inside, and right. he just cannot get that seatbelt open. <laughs> And, and then Alex, Alex pulls him out. Miraculously pulls him There's out. There's no way they made that. There's no way. Also, those things went, like, the little, like, train mm-hmm. thing went down so early because the train was so far, far away. away. Um, and so they are, like, he pulls him out. Carter's fine. He pisses himself. He does piss himself. That's important. I like that detail. <laughs> That's the kind of detail I want in my filmmaking. Um, maybe that was just Kerr Smith's decision. Maybe Kerr Smith just peed himself. <laughs> they just wouldn't let them go to the bathroom. <laughs> um... 
because Alex intervened, because Carter was next, but Alex pulled him out and intervened, it just skips Carter and goes to Billy. Yes. Which, this one I like just because of how you see his half head. The practicals on it are very good. Yeah. The way the body falls looks very realistic. I like how they say it decapitates Billy. Not fully. No. It's half of his head. Well, I'll tell you what. When you see it hit him, it does take off his whole head, and then it cuts away, and it's turned out to be like a wrong turn style, like half decapitation. <laughs> um, but it's basically the train just knocks shrapnel right. into the air. Debris. And it just... Slices, his, slices head. his head half open. While he's in the middle of yelling about how he doesn't want to die. Which is also a very good button. Good detail. Good thing to add. It's the first time we've seen Billy ever be anything other than mildly entertained. <laughs> um, justice for Billy Hitchcock. 2020. <laughs> 20, 22 years later. 22 and then a dash. Anytime in the 2020s we can do that. This death is... Uh, I thought, very likely, it's not. It's mm. very hard to find. I've been looking... Well, probably because, like, the, the shrapnel, like, really the, the, gains yeah. speed. <laughs> well, so I was like, the way that they have it, probably not. But there has to be examples of, like, trains kicking up shrapnel and killing people. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of them. Uh, there's a... <laughs> there's one that's fun, which is called the Crash at Crush, which happened uh, September 15th, uh, 1896, where they decided for a promotion about trains to crash two trains. <laughs> uh, and they did. Some William Castle shit right and there. And they were alarmed... <laughs> when the debris started flying uh, and it killed two people because everyone wanted to watch this train get hit. Uh, and someone lost an eye and there were a bunch of uh, injured people. But okay. those are from two trains just crashing, not running over a right. unidentified piece of metal. Um, I found a uh, woman in Australia in uh, 2010 who was killed from a similar accident but it was caused by a lawnmower. Which, to me, makes more sense. Mm-hmm. The way that it spins. Mm-hmm. Which I think is also going to be... A, it, that's a death later, I think. Is it? I think so. I don't... I, look, I'm very intimate with these... <laughs> look, I... Here's my thing about the Final Destination series. Is I think that its beauty comes in 11-year-olds watching the deaths individually on YouTube in 2010. Because <laughs> that's sure what I did. I watched all of these deaths just on YouTube with no context. Right. And I think, I feel like the Final Destination is opposite from Saw. Right. Where people are like, oh, you know, both of them spawn a series where it just becomes more about the deaths and less about the plot. Whereas I feel like Saw, the plot in the first one is good. And like, I, you know, it's kind of like an indie film and it's very different from the other ones. It's very self-completing. I feel like. And then they change their mind. The Final Destination movies are better. (laughs) When they stop giving a shit about plot and just go ham wild with the fucking deaths. We get explained a hundred times these rules yeah. in every movie. Yeah. And they're never accurate. Yeah, and I don't give a shit. And it's different different directors and writers, so they just kind of change the rules and then change them back. Yeah. And they're like, this is actually the rules. I don't think there is any order. I think people just think that. Right. In my opinion. But anyway, Billy's dead. Billy is dead. <laughs> and then after- And the police immediately show up. And then after Billy's death is when I blacked out. Oh, um, okay. Not, like, it just gets really boring. Oh, that's why you were asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, like, half asleep. Because I, first of all, again, we don't know when Alex and Claire start dating. She no. just starts calling him baby. Baby. She's like, baby, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, hold on. Well, he just got electrocuted. What's wrong? But we'll get to that. We, we skipped a couple chapters. <laughs> um, I don't think we even see them kiss. No. She shows him a sculpture that makes her think of him. It's an ugly sculpture. Uh, she finds him in the woods and tells him about her dad dying. 
And then they're dating. And she is technically pregnant with his kid at this point, but that's that was but that cut, cut out. That's cut. But hypothetically, in the greater story, she is. Yeah. When did that happen? Apparently, at some point, they fuck. And we just don't know. About they never it. kiss, actually. They they just have sex with no kissing involved. <laughs> it's, it's dry sex. It's clear as one rule. <laughs> um, he figures out clear is next. Um, Weenie and Shrek are just kind of like softly running after him. Um, Terrible job. Also, why didn't they send any more FBI agents? Because they're like Weenie and Shrek have got it. Weenie and Shrek are the best of the and best. And again, they need to be focusing on the plane. <laughs> a plane crashed in New York. <laughs> JFK is having a terrible 10 years in this universe. Look, it's the last, you know, few months of um, Bill Clinton's presidency. (laughs) He just doesn't care. This would have canonically happened two years after that plane crash I told you about. Yeah. So JFK is doing poorly and it's not going to get better for them. No, wasn't that 96? Yeah. And so this one was in 2000. So four years later. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So canonically in this timeline, Bill Clinton's America... (laughs) had so many plane crashes. JFK would be bankrupt. <laughs> I don't know how they would have anyone going on any planes. So, the, the, this, this final climax confuses me. The final destination of the film. The final destination. Um, Claire is just trapped in her car with a bunch of shitty loose electrical cables. Yeah. She sees the electrical cables, goes to help her dog. Alex, for some reason, is like, wait, it's not me, it's Claire. He's wrong, don't worry about it, it's stupid, doesn't matter. He goes to save her. He, meanwhile, is also getting just pummeled for no reason. So he almost gets impaled by a tree when he falls down a hill. Possible that can happen, but he doesn't. He stops it right in time. Also, I don't think the tree they had there would have done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, then he gets crushed by a fallen tree that also drowns him, but he's fine. Which that, to me, I think is the most likely death in this series. <laughs> and Drowning in a puddle? Well, that and being hit by a whole tree. Mm-hmm. And he just also known somebody who died via that. <laughs> I've known a lot of death in my life. I'm very intimate with I'm very intimate with That happens a lot. That William Bloodworth. That's like a thing that can happen. It's like a freak accident, but right. it, it happens much more. Uh, there's less steps involved to a tree falling mm-hmm. than there is to you falling on the ground in blood and then stabbing yourself and then But then he gets it. up and is able to. And he's fine. Grab the cables and like let clear right. escape. And the car explodes, sends him back. He's totally fine. Car would not have exploded. Uh, fun fact, the thing that makes cars explode. Is it natural gas? It's natural gas and air. <laughs> uh, the fuel vapor, fuel to air ratio in the tank is what would make it explode. Uh, so every car always explodes in TV. It can happen. It's very unlikely that that's what would happen. Uh, and Clear would have died because if a, a live wire falls on your car, the entire car is then a live piece of metal. So if that happens, you're not supposed to touch anything. And Alex is like, you're grounded by the tires. You'll be fine. And he's not correct. But I think Alex is dumb. If you were to touch any metal, she would have also been completely electrocuted. Uh, And fun fact, if that ever happens, you want to stay in the car. And if you do need to get out of the car, you want to hop out. Like break a window? Well, you you never want any part of you to be touching both the car and the ground. Mm. So she just like steps out and runs away and cries. You want to jump out and then you want to hop away. Which I'm (laughs) genuinely serious. Like they said bunny hops. Because if you do too big, I guess something can happen. You can't see me because this is an audio <laughs> podcast, but I'm softly bouncing. <laughs> and you know what's not going to get you? The electricity. Aha. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just hard cuts to six months later and everyone's fine. Death took another vacation. Yeah. Death, <laughs> Death went to Hawaii for a few months. Death was really disappointed. That's the thing is, you know, if we have this whole thing of like, oh, everyone got intervened, you know, it, it like just skipped all of them. 
basically what ends up happening is that they go to Paris six months later. Again, you would not be ready to go on a plane to Paris mm -mm. six months later. Mm -mm. Not to like judge anybody's healing, but that feels... Especially to Paris. Also, might be a weird time at that airport to take a plane to Paris, considering they've had two whole planes <laughs> at this point. And so they think Alex is next. They all got highlights. Every well, because this was, I think, literally filmed six months after got filming it. finished. So I think Allie Larder decided to go blonde. And maybe Devin Sawa was like, well... Devin Sawa lost a bet. Devin Sawa also wanted to go blonde. Everyone has highlights. They got their pre-Paris highlights. Because <laughs> you can't be brunette Paris. Oh, absolutely not. Um, and they're just kind of sitting there. Friends with Carter now, yeah. I guess. Which, uh, Carter should not have forgiven them. No, they were mean to Carter. They didn't never wrapped it up with Carter. <clears throat> Carter doesn't like wrapping it up. <laughs> I have no idea what Carter's sexual problems are. <laughs> And then, so they think Alex is next because nobody intervened in his death. He just didn't die. Which he brings up for the first time at this cafe. <laughs> Pulls out a piece of paper and they're like, can we please not talk about this? I'm like, well, he hasn't talked about it for six months. And he's like, I've been thinking about this. I should be next. And basically a huge neon sign starts to like, because like a bus hits it and then the sign falls. Carter pushes him out bus. of the way. It's a ghost bus. It's not a real bus. No, they see the so bus we in the are... window, but there's no bus when you turn. That's having fun. Death got a bus. <laughs> good, for, good for death. Good for death. He saved up. He got a little bus, a Parisian bus. Um, Carter pushes Alex out of the way, and then he's just standing there, right. still in the line of fire. Pretty of good sign. shot. I kind of like this. I mean, yeah, and like and it, it a good ending. I think the, the the sign. It's a nice little button kill, and the sign just kind of comes down and slams into Carter, and then movie we, cuts. we cut right before it happens. Yeah. but we can estimate. I don't think Carter's that fast. As much as I, I have mean, faith look, in Carter. they were fast as lightning at that train. <laughs> um, but no, that seems like the end for Carter. Um, which you know, possible can happen. Sure, it's rare. Also, I don't know what kind of swinging sign that was in France. <laughs> that was kind of wild. I wish it had been like the sign to the Moulin Rouge. Like yeah. I wish it had been like. <laughs> well, like I found a case that it happened in 1886. Oh, <laughs> like it's not very often, but it can happen, and I. <laughs> Just think of those memes of people standing underneath signs waiting for them to fall on them so they can sue. That's a meme? That's a meme. And that's just it. That's the end. I guess they didn't write this with the intention of doing even a second movie. Um, they really ended with that button. But this did surprisingly well at the box office for how flat of a movie it is. Maybe they were just really excited by it in 2000. I mean, I, I think that is the case. I mean, some of the critics' reviews back when it actually was released were, like, mixed. Um, but yeah, people were very easily amused in 2000. It had a $23 million budget, which makes sense because it's a high enough budget for them to have the confidence to do some fun things, but not a high enough budget for actually them to do them well. Two buses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once New Line Cinema gave them $20 million, they were like, oh, we're gonna have two buses. We're gonna play a bus in Paris. Um, and it made 112.9 million at the box office. And that is good. Okay. Pretty good. I mean, it's more like it, it made profit. Um, and it did surprisingly well overseas. It really only made <laughs> they loved Evan Sawa overseas. <laughs> it, it made 53 million in the US and Canada on its total screening, and then 59 million in other territories, which for like US-based movies is like doing that well like doing better internationally like that's you know that's pretty that's nice good for them um it opened third i think um in the box office it's opening weekend behind aaron brockovich and mission to mars oh 
I'm pretty sure that uh, the Meg probably did better overseas. Oh, 100%. Than it did here. The Meg also did surprisingly well here. I'm furious about it. Um, I saw the Meg. It was I, awful. I worked with a company who said they really wanted to capitalize off of the Meg and make more shark movies. <laughs> they knew. They, they, wanted to, they wanted to do for they, sharks what, what Jaws I, did for sharks. They looked at me and said, Delaney, do you watch a lot of shark movies? And I said, okay, Exclusively. <laughs> and I said, boy, how do you know my favorite genre? And they said... What does Gen Z want to see in a shark movie? And I never gave them an answer. A realistic uh, representation of sharks. Yeah. What does that mean? They're okay. I love sharks. Final Destination is a weird movie because I think it falls into the category of like Saw and The Purge, Mm. where the first movie was made to be a movie. 100%. But again, it just spirals out of control. But unlike Saw and The Purge, this one's not my favorite of the series. Really? I mean, yeah, but that's because it's not as. It's It's because it's bad. It's probably, probably the best structured movie. I mean, yeah. Because you don't have all the other movies to be like, well, now I know the rules and you're not following them. Yeah. Like, I mean, I appreciate that the later movies did just make it about the deaths. Like, there's some, there's some ingenuity in figuring out a Rube Goldberg death. And they're very fun. Like, I, I don't know. I find it more fun than just like coming up with the torture traps in Saw. Because it's like, (laughs) it's like you're playing a little game. It's Which, like, you know, speaking of games... It, oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, no. That actually works great, because I do have a mini-game. Okay. Now, this is a mini-game that probably will be uh, more fun if we keep doing the movies, but <laughs> uh, it's called Cause of Death. So, okay. if you're familiar with the way that they fill out death certificates, you have a manner of death and a cause of death. You can only have one. So, despite <laughs> all this Rube Goldberging stuff, there's only one thing that could have killed okay. each person. Uh, so we're going to determine a manner and a cause of death for each person. Okay. I did download the CDC app on this. <laughs> I don't think it's super helpful. But basically what I'll give you is that uh, there's only, I think, five manners of death. Uh, and those are like generally kind oh, of... Oh, so it's like a, it's, it's a multiple choice thing. The manner of death. Cause okay. of death's up to you. Okay. That one's going to be a, a you thing. So pull it up. Those listening at home, Natalie had not determined her minigame as of three hours ago i was very excited once i thought of it <laughs> again it gets harder later but okay so the united states categories for manner of death okay are, uh natural causes okay uh accident okay suicide homicide okay undetermined okay <laughs> and then pending <laughs> you know they're working on it so what's the difference between undetermined and pending? Well, the pending is they're hoping an answer will come out, I guess. Okay. Uh, it's unclear. Okay. It's undetermined. <laughs> so for each person, I want you to give me a manner and then what you think would be their cause of death. And so cause is like a, like you can write in anything. Cause of death is like if you had a heart attack, mm. you died in a natural manner, Okay. but you had a heart attack. So this is what I think is the truth or what I think when they what take was that, written down. what Tony Todd is writing I on their death Tony Todd, okay. the actor, <laughs> wrote down. Okay, so Todd is the easiest. Todd's probably the easiest. Because they ruled it a suicide. Yes. Um, so his is a suicide and then I guess cause of death would technically be hanging or like strangulation. Strangulation. Probably. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, that he just stops breathing. I mean, I would argue that there's an even easier one, which is Terry. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. Was it a homicide? (laughs) Did the bus driver do it on purpose? Do we know the intentions of the bus driver? (laughs) So I guess they would probably rule Terry as an accident. Probably. Um, And then the cause would be, what, collision? (laughs) 
Yeah, motor vehicle accident. Probably. Yeah, but it, I think it would be called a pedestrian Ve- vehicular 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 manslaughter. You would it be vehicular that, manslaughter? That's a charge. That's not. Oh, okay. Vehicular manslaughter would be a charge where you gotcha. accidentally killed someone. Gotcha. But yeah, you know, hit by a car. But I'm sure they have a fancier <laughs> way of writing it, and I bet it's in the CDC app. <laughs> um, so then we have Miss Luton. I guess that would be accident. It depends on what they would consider. Because I guess if they didn't show up to her house until the house exploded, they right. would rule that the house explosion is what killed her. They did get fingerprints off the knife. No. So we're so we're saying that the house exploded, but nothing within it was damaged. They like to do that a lot. Yeah. Houses? No, no. Like the, the people of the movie. Like how, oh. how the car exploded and Claire was fine. Um, but yeah, could we got the detail that the blood was caramelized and left a footprint of Alex's. I don't, that makes no fucking sense. And then also that they found his fingerprints on the knife. So I guess they would attribute it to blood loss if they were looking at the knife. That would be probably for cause. Right. Yeah. Either way, I think it's accident. I mean... How how lenient do you think Tony Todd is? I think Tony Todd knows that Alex didn't do it. Yeah, but how much is Tony Todd allowed to put that in? (laughs) We don't know. Um, I guess I should have been clear whether or not this is based on a biased or unbiased Tony <laughs> Todd. <laughs> Are Weenie and Shrek paying off Tony Todd <laughs> to say that Alex is committing these murders? Um, I think it would be one of those ones where it would be ruled an accident. But then Weenie and Shrek... But then like 10 years later, they're like, oh, would maybe be it like, a We want it to be ruled undetermined. Right. And then they have to prove it's a homicide. I actually right. think maybe it's pending. They're working on it. Yeah. You know what? I forgot pending was an option. If I were to think of one that would work for pending, it's probably that one. Yeah. Um, and then, so next is Billy. They would, they would rule Billy an accident. Yeah. Um, because it was... Even though they got there right when it happened. <laughs> they were like, the police are coming, run! How did they know? They just knew. We don't know, wait, we don't know the intentions of that train driver either. <laughs> we don't know about that conductor. Um, and then I guess it would be decapitation. Decapitation or partial decapitation. Depends, partial, are those two different? Depends what you subscribe to. What do you think? Yeah, they're two different. Decapitation is full. I didn't know that they, um, they differentiated. They do. Because, so then it would be partial. De- looking at his body, it would be partial decapitation. There's actually a lot less decapitations than you would think because there is, um, I looked I like it they're up. they're hard to do. They're hard to find. They don't happen very often. Yeah. You got to cut through so many things. There's a lot of them. Well, they, but I will say also they have a difference between uh, beheading. I was about to say since ever since the reign of terror, we have There's not a difference. we have not done decapitations like we used to. Yeah, so there is a line. I think that if you were done, if it's done by a killer, they don't necessarily count it as a decapitation, mm. even though you sure were uh, decapped. So does decapitation imply accident? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it has to imply that it was not done with. On, it, it wasn't something that was done on yeah on purpose. Right. Or my other thought would be that it has to be like a clean swipe. Because, mm. like, if you're a murderer, you probably have to do, like, a couple hacks at it. <laughs> I don't know. The the guillotines did. They would uh, have to do, like, mo- like a few yeah. little rounds of the... It's not just a clean well, They clean weren't slice. great at making things back then. <laughs> um, um, Carter... No, not Carter. Um, no, yeah, I think we would be on Carter, wouldn't would we? Would we be on Carter already? Yeah. I, I mean, so. will, will we even count Carter as dying in this episode? Yeah. I'm sorry, not episode movie. Yeah. That would also be an accident mm-hmm. and would be c- collision. Bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. <laughs> no. 
sign massacre. Oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't I forgot about that one. I forgot about the sign massacre. I forgot there's a sixth manner of death, which is sign massacre. <laughs> yeah, unless they can prove that Alex pushed him. Yeah, the or like or that, we don't know the intentions of the sign off. Yeah, right? that somebody cut the sign off. It wasn't. It was the wind. Um, the I th- wind, I think, unscrews a bolt. <laughs> because the real villain in this is the wind. Is air. Second only. To natural gas. To natural gas in combination with air. They're actually, they work together. They're oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so they're sorry. Oh, it's a buddy cop movie. Natural <laughs> gas and air. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think most of these, because here's the thing. I like to imagine that nobody thinks Alex is behind any of these except, except for, for just the FBI ex- agents except for Weenie and Shrek I think that the like head of the FBI whoever this is in this universe is just letting them run their course it's like oh like let them follow this kid they're like we are working on the actual yeah. plane crash oh 100% which takes years to figure out um, FBI would take over that that would be it would lead and so the- I think nobody would rule any of these a homicide directly unless Weenie and Shrek were actively filling out the death certificates which they wouldn't be which their purpose for being there is unclear it's a dumb subplot. There's no reason why they would follow Alex to his house. Dumb subplot. From it's... the airport. They're far away. I'll say it. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Probably why they never again bring law enforcement into it. Um, Later on, they're like, whoops, people keep dying. They're just, ah, I guess it's death. Which I guess does happen. I mean, people do die. It is, I don't know. I think that they were way too suspicious in this movie, but... I mean, maybe if it was post 9-11, I'd be more... He's just being Shrek. <laughs> he's just being Weenie and he Shrek. He never sits down. He Weenie and Shrek cares. on the case. <laughs> um, and then... The, the Actually, uh, Weenie is next because he interfered in, in Alex's death <laughs> by giving him CPR when he was electrocuted. <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. Oh. Yeah. Again, like, I was blacked out for the last did. 20 I, minutes I looked it up movie. to make sure that they do get CPR training. <laughs> Now, he didn't perform it correctly, but mm. they would hypothetically have that training. I feel like after an explosion, CPR should, like, is the last thing you need. I feel like you need, like, a fire extinguisher. Explosions in this universe don't really do much, except for just, like... Seems so. Like, you could stand next to one and be fine. Um, as long as you're jumping away from it. A fun fact about this movie is that Valerie Luton's actress is married to Glenn Morgan, the co-writer. Whoa. Oh, wait, no. No, she's not. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> She's married to somebody. How disappointing for me. I really thought it all came together. <gasps> Hold on. No, yeah. Sorry. I am right. She is married to Glenn this Morgan. This has been an emotional roller coaster. Well, because I went to Glenn Morgan's thing and it said his spouse is Kristen Cloak. And I said, well, that sure isn't Valerie Luton. <laughs> You're right. You're right there. <laughs> um, but Kristen Cloak did indeed play Valerie Luton. And she was in the first Black Christmas remake. Oh. The 2006 Black Christmas remake. She likes to be uh, in charge of people dying. Who I think... Did Glenn Morgan work on that? I just want a good Black Christmas remake. Nope. <laughs> no. Hmm. We don't get one. He did create the Black Christmas remake. So he, you know what? Good for Kristen. That was the eyeball one. Mm-hmm. With um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. In, who was also in Final Destination 2. I said it was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> that was just a, uh, we're skipping Final Destination 2, going straight to 3. Which we, also has the kid from um, the thirteenth year. The, the 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 kid in that movie is in some decom, isn't he? The kid who's a completely ambiguous age. No, like um, Ryan Merriman, the guy who plays Kevin. Oh, yeah, Kevin. yeah, The Luck of the Irish. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, I am so sorry. He was in The Luck of the Irish and my favorite decom, Smart House. 
Why are you laughing? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Smart House is just like a less spooky Monster House. I love Smart House. You know what's great? Monster and Monster House. House. Monster House is good. Can we do Monster House? On we should pod? do Monster House. <laughs> I would do Monster House. That movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, any final thoughts on 2000's James Wong directed Final Destination? Oh, by the way. James Wong went to direct just Final Destination 3, not Final Destination 2. He was mad at them because they did a bad job. Jet Li's the one. (laughs) And I think the Dragon Ball Z movie. Some of my closing thoughts about this movie is, um, why do we call it the Twilight Blue Filter when this movie was doing it eight years earlier? Everything is so blue and high exposure and high contrast. And I don't like it. Uh, My final thought on this movie is that I've been lied to about what destination we're at. I've been told (laughs) it's the final one several times. Uh, and it can't be the sixth final destination. I, there has to be only one. So I want them to go back and change the names of each of these every time they make a sequel. Just, oh, sorry. This one is actually the <laughs> final this destination. this is the penultimate Now one. that's what I call a final destination. <laughs> I can't believe it's not for the final destination. <laughs> oh, what a mediocre... I don't even want to say it's a bad movie because it definitely defined a generation. I got to watch it. I'm so afraid of horror movies, but I could watch that one. Yeah, because it's not scary. And I also knew what was going to happen. It's not scary. I knew what was going to happen. This one's also not super gory. No, I, Billy's was probably the only death where I was like, oh. Yeah, but that had some guts in it. No, it didn't because his head got cut off. <laughs> brain is a gut. What? Let us know in the comments. Are brains a gut? <laughs> what? Like, not in, like, the terms of, How are of, like, you defining a gut? Like, blood and guts. I feel like when you say blood and guts, you don't just mean, like, your intestinal system. I feel like gut... Okay, hold on. <laughs> I actually do think you mean that. I generally associate that with um, disembowelment. Do you just look up, is the brain a gut? Because you're not going to get a good answer. <laughs> I just looked up guts, and it gave me um, Nickelodeon's guts, hosted by Mike O'Malley. <laughs> Mike O'Malley knows I exist, by the way. Uh, if you look it up, you get the gut-brain axis. They're connected, but they're not. That's good enough for me. No. What? Uh, Thanks for joining us. What is this uh, episode? (laughs) Are you still looking it up? No, 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 no. Sorry. Mm. I'm I'm closing my computer. Uh, So what is our next movie? Our next movie is a Delaney's Choice movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You want to tell us what it is? It's What We Do in the Shadows, 2014, (laughs) directed and written by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. And the hottest man alive. Restart. Well, he sure did not write or direct it. No, he's just in it. He's just there. You know, you don't know that he didn't write anything on this. Maybe he was there and just had a journal. <laughs> you'll 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 start to tell the difference between a, a, a Natalie Pick movie and a. Why did you pick this movie? Um, this movie's so mediocre. I like death. Okay. I thought it would be fun. And then you just. And then I realized how much work it was. Gonna yeah. Be. Sh- She's been typing for the past three hours. I had to do a lot of research. I was like, I can do this in a day. I needed like a whole week. <laughs> So be sure to... Luckily, so few people die in this one. <laughs> Man, if I was in another one where I had to start figuring out like the likelihood of a, a freaking oh, ladder like the... going through your eyeball, I would, I would give up. <laughs> this, we wouldn't make this podcast. Oh, until our next episode, you can find me on social media, um, TikTok at Saved by the Dells, or um, Instagram at Delaney Sears. And you can uh, find me sometimes in the background of those uh, media forums. Thank you. Um, you can also find us both at our address. At our home. <laughs> Name and address withheld. Um, don't take knives out when you get stabbed, everyone. Don't leave it in. Leave the knife in. Mm-hmm.